When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Do We Know Them? I'm Lily Marston, and I'm here with... Jesse Smiles. Hi. And you guys, we're in the double digits. Oh, we're way in We've there. We've made it to episode 12. We are... Round of applause for us. Yeah, we way past the double digits. I don't think anybody even doubts this anymore. We're doing great. I mean, we've had two bonus episodes at this point, so. Thank you, Deaf Noodles. But this is a very exciting episode because Lily did like a thesis paper or like a, what would you call this? Uh, you said it, it was going to be an exciting episode and I was like, why? <laughs> well, Lily did so much um, research. So you guys, I have this problem where um, I don't know how to only do a little. I It's usually all or nothing. And uh, this was an all <laughs> scenario. I had tweeted and asked you guys what we should talk about besides the obvious and um, then also Deaf Noodles, which don't worry, we'll get to that update later. <laughs> um, Do we have to? We'll keep it short this time. Thank God. But uh, that's only because we have to dedicate most of the episode to the Don't Worry Darling drama because holy shit, you guys, I don't think anyone needs to see the movie because there's more that's happening off screen. I have heard whisperings about this on TikTok, but even on the surface, it seems so intense and so convoluted that like I just did not have the energy to get into it basically it's been like during the entire filming and like lead up to the premiere of this film there's been a lot of like behind the scenes whisperings and rumors and stuff going on and some also shady social not shady necessarily but behavior on social media that's indicative of maybe some uh fallen out relationships it involves like the entire cast and people that are not in the cast and it's like eight people total i think and it's basically over the course of like end of 2020-ish, I think, all culminating um, September 5th at the Venice Film Festival premiere of it. Oh my God. We thought the roast was a dumpster fire. <laughs> this premiere, the publicists are probably losing their minds. Well, I mean, it's honestly one of the only reasons I even heard about this movie. So if you don't know, this is uh, Harry Styles, right? He's starring yes. in it. Yes. And Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I was wondering how you say her last name. I had actually never heard of her until this. I know Nick Kroll's in it. You don't like scary movies, do no, you? No, absolutely not. Do you watch scary movies like Alone at Home? Yes. Oh my God, that's... See, that's like psychotic. Oh, absolutely. That's like m most of what I... I don't really watch happy things, which I realized hmm. recently. And I was like, hmm. You should talk to someone about that. that. <laughs> Except for... um, I did watch Ted Lasso kind of recently, which will tie into all of this, actually. I don't even know. It's like so. you're speaking a different language. I have no idea. But guys, normally... We do like to keep it to YouTubers on this channel for the most part. But I was telling Lily, this time, let's branch out. Why not? Well, and also this is very much like some of this has to do with mainstream media and how they're covering it. But then also most of it's like internet sleuths and like people just noticing stuff that are like I love that. fans. Okay. Florence Pugh has a big fan base. What did she do before Olivia this? Olivia Wilde does not. Oh, um, well, that was why I asked you if you watch scary movies because oh. she's in Midsummer. Midsummer Night's Dream? 
nope, just midsummer. <laughs> I guess the goal of this portion of the video is just to, it's not like a TLDR version of what's going on because it's too convoluted no. to do that, right? <laughs> like it's too intense. The TLDR is basically that Olivia Wilde and Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde is the director of the movie mm -hmm. and is also dating or rumored to now have broken up with um, Harry Styles, who is the star of the movie. Yeah, honestly, there is no TLDR. <laughs> All right, well, so grab a snack uh, or a drink and let's just get into it. Well, sh is there is there other topics that we should oh. hit first that are like quick that maybe we warm up with? Oh, interesting. Okay, we could. I know you wanted to mention your BFF Monty. I thought we were going to do Monty at the end, but now that you're describing what you're going to explain, I feel like I'm going to be too exhausted mentally to talk about Monty at the end. So let's just, you know, let's just, yeah. let's just get this out of the way. Attention, everyone. Uh, Jesse would like to share something right now before we go any further. Well, I was just going to get straight into the Monty Lopez thing. And full disclosure, we might have already filmed it and decided that this needs a trigger warning. So trigger warning, trigger warning. If you are eating, you are about to see maybe a censored version of the top of Monty Lopez's wiener. So trigger warning on that. Jesse in general was just about to unload a bunch of information about Monty Lopez that you probably never wanted to learn. And now you're going to if you're still watching this. I just this, wanted so to let enjoy. them know because if you're eating a hot meal, this might ruin it. So just trigger warning. I was having my relaxing time of the day. I don't really have a lot of time to scroll anymore. I'm always doing something. All of a sudden I see this TikTok pop up on my For You page. And it is this guy explaining that Monty Lopez, for those of you that haven't heard us mention him a thousand times by now, Monty Lopez, Addison Rae's Addison dad, Ray's dad or stepdad. Yeah. We still don't know. No, I think we're pretty positive it's her actual dad. Okay, so they say. Her dad started an OnlyFans account. And listen, he is an adult. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, ill, but like he could do whatever he wants. I'm honestly just pretty surprised that Monty's only now starting the OnlyFans. Feels like this would have been the immediate move. Yeah, that's actually a good point because he has been pretty openly seductive, <laughs> if you want to say. He's just like always sending pictures. My favorite, it always flashes back in my memory when he sent that picture to that girl and was like, hope this makes your in day. <laughs> Opposite, uh, ruined it. <laughs> So the bio is, oh, oh my God. The picture is of him pulling down his underwear. He's almost completely naked and it's like blurred where the top of his wiener is. <laughs> it says Monty Lopez in all caps, unleash the beast. Women love me and men want to be me. Social media can't handle me being raw. Subscribe for the most explicit version of me, LFG with a fire and devil emoji. It gets worse because you think that's disgusting. That's embarrassing. Addison's probably kicking, shitting, screaming, sliding down the wall. But no, that's not all either. So he starts his OnlyFans, but he doesn't post anything on it. Instead, he posts he like a teaser. Yeah, of course, because he's <laughs> Monty Lopez. So he posts a like video or a trailer or something. And it says, September 4th, my gift to Sherry. Okay, his ex-wife, Addison Ray's mom, the one that he's been fucking taunting online and the one the he's fool. been unbothered by her relationship yeah. with oh, yeah. Gravy. It seems like this is definitely another unbothered move of his. A hundred percent. And you you might be like, September 4th. Oh, shit. That's past tense. That means he's already launched. Yeah. Uh. Why September 4th? Well, guys, that is Sherry's birthday. As if he couldn't get any more demonic. Okay. He is a wart on society and I am so grossed out. But then that's not all. Because what kind of content is he going to post? Obviously, Stop telling us things. <laughs> we don't need to know anymore. We do. If I had to find out, you guys had to find out. My favorite is when there's like TikToks, like really disturbing TikToks and people comment like this was a for you page. Like, why did you have to share this? But that's how I feel right now. Like you guys have to know this if I have to know this. But guys... 
he's going to collab or already did. I really cannot check. I will not. Not even for research sake, but he is collabing with Ava Luis. And with that, I'm out. See you later. That's all. All I'm going to say is I don't think he had a whole lot of other options. Don't you guys? Does he live in L.A.? Do not know. Do not care. Just in case you were interested in collabing. I'm assuming. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that is the Monty Lopez update. And you're welcome. And we can move on now. Before we get into the nitty gritty of whatever we're going to get into with this movie shit, um, we have one more topic. And it's very... It might be my favorite thing on the internet. Are you guys familiar with the meme of Leah Michelle not being able to read? Okay, well, so first, before we even dive in, really, apparently there's a bunch of other funny girl stuff trending right now oh, okay. because Leah Michelle just recently got announced as replacing um, Beanie Feldstein. I don't even know what that means. Is, that is this a musical? Oh my god, I feel like I feel like I'm like talking to my mom, except my mom is actually very gnarled out. <laughs> oh, shit, okay. <laughs> I feel like this entire episode is going to be you being like, who is that? <laughs> I feel like a lot of people at home are probably feeling the same way, so we got to explain it to them. It's a lot of TV people. Okay, I don't watch TV, so there you go. Yeah, no, I watch a lot of TV. I haven't lately because I've kind of had to shift to YouTube for this podcast. I didn't really go too deep into the funny girl stuff because honestly, my brain couldn't really handle anything after the Don't Worry Darling drama. So uh, we're not going to go into what's going on there, but it did remind Jesse of the best conspiracy theory I've ever come across on TikTok. And I don't know if the one we're about to watch is the same one I've seen. And I don't know who came up with it originally, but the conspiracy that Leah Michelle can't read might be so just good. it's just such a gift of the internet it is because it's one of those things it's like Poot Lovato where <laughs> it's just so fucking I good I loved the Poot Lovato thing that was oh what a time to be alive that was also funny because she like got really annoyed at that that's and, like, the best hated part. it and I was like it's so stupid that is why the would best you care fucking part when they get annoyed at the meme about them it makes the meme so much well, more powerful and you know leah michelle would get annoyed because she is leah michelle well, she has gotten annoyed so here's just the brief lore of this i don't know where it started again to find the origin close to impossible it's probably reddit and also i the reason it's so amazing is because like it's clearly not true right, right, right no right, one right. like leah michelle knows how to read it's a joke but that said the evidence that the people have gathered to support this theory and the growing evidence to this day is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It is. And it makes you think. I remember there was one where like she was reading a book. It was like upside down or something. Yeah. <laughs> and also the theory is that like she's always in Ryan Murphy stuff and it's because he knows her secret and he reads the lines to her. <laughs> You've probably heard the conspiracy theory that Lee Michelle can't read. So here's the whole tea on the rumor and why it started. And the Emmy goes to... It started because two podcasters realized that Lee Michelle never responded to the piping hot tea Naya Revere wrote about her in her book. And then one of them remembered that he heard she couldn't <laughs> read because Hold she grew up doing Broadway. So she never had time to finish school. And then she went straight into Glee. He found evidence like whenever there's a picture of her signature, she's just underlining it. She actually has two books, but neither have a lot of words in them. One just has photos. The other is a journal so the buyer can write in it. And whenever she's at a book signing, apparently she never signs the book. She just holds the pen for a photo. A lot of her Instagram captions are just emojis. On the rare occasion she does use words in the caption, it's her assistant who writes them. She would only work with Ryan Murphy on shows because he knew her secrets, so he would feed her her lines verbally. Stop. Before I say what Leah thought about this, make sure you subscribe so you finally know Oh my god, I think 
think that's honestly one of the ones I saw that first uh, told me about it. The fucking Naya Rivera one kills me because the only reason why that's even like evidence is because she didn't respond to Naya Rivera. Like somebody could have told her about it. Huge, huge leaps. First of all, I have to say, and it's stupid that I even have to say this, but like being illiterate is not funny. Like we're not like laughing at people who are illiterate. It's funny because it's so obviously ridiculous and not true. But also how much people have found stuff to seemingly support it yeah. if it was true. It started, I think, on TikTok, this conspiracy, but it is now just like spread far and wide to the point that apparently in the audience of Funny Girl, which she's now on Broadway for, the audience, like multiple people in the audience laugh when she delivers a line about her reading. Just listen. You're like a character out of a book and I haven't read so many books. So we can't see you know what it is for like multiple people from like different backgrounds, different places. They all gather in one place to watch a musical and everyone knows about this rumor that she can't read. I think that's well, so fucking and good. And that it's like, I think probably a lot of different types of people all think it's funny because it's just the most absurd thing. Did you see the statement she put out on this? No. Okay, so her people or her put out a statement and was essentially blaming misogyny and saying that like if she was a man, nobody would be making up that she can't read and like whatever. What? I'm, I'm trying to do the mental gymnastics to get there, but that's like really kind of a leap. Why would you even give that kind of a rumor like any dignity? Like why would you even acknowledge it? Why wouldn't you be like, this is so stupid? Stupid. Obviously, it's not true. Yeah, I'm all for like, I believe in so many situations. If a man were in the position that a woman is in, in pretty much any circumstance, they wouldn't be treated the same, Um, except for this one. Something so harmless and stupid and ridiculous that like, it's not hurting anyone. No one really thinks she can't read. She could be using this to her advantage and making so many funny like TikTok. She could be blowing up on social media. Everyone hates Leah Michelle. Like this could be That's her the thing. redeeming like this could be her revival story. I mean, I really don't think it would revive her because she's racist and horrible. Okay, what? But I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Former castmates are not fans. <laughs> oh, what I had heard is that she's like a major diva, horrible to work with type of thing. Yes. But I did not know that she was racist. But yeah, I think the general consensus is that Leah Michelle is like kind of annoying a little bit. And like everybody's like, Leah, stop. For sure. So it's like if you had something like this in the palm of your hand where it's like, oh, my God, start doing things, making fun of that you can't read like play along with it do something to make people like think you're a person and um no she doesn't instead her rep apparently releases statements saying that it's sexist yeah but this it literally makes me laugh the way this is worded it's from the cut and it says yes leah michelle can read <laughs> and then it says despite past co-stars accusing her of bullying michelle cleared up one rumor in a new profile she can read and saying she can't is sexist girl maybe focus on the racist accusations first because oh this one God. is not it's really not that thing. Oh my god, I just searched it and it says Leah addresses rumor that she's illiterate. Like, I know that illiterate and can't read, like, illiterate means can't read yeah. but I feel like saying illiterate is making it much more dramatic it's getting turned into like an ableist kind of situation when it was very much never you just supposed know to. that whoever made up this rumor feels like a king or queen she dismisses the rumor of illiteracy as sad it's like 
Leah, we're not saying that because you're a woman. We're saying that because you were reading <gasps> a book upside down. I went to Glee every single day. I knew my lines every single day. And there's a rumor online that I can't read or write. It's sad. It really is. I think often if I were a man, a lot of this wouldn't be the case. Literally what? No. Wait, who the said she can't write? About- well, I guess if you can't read, you can't write. Because then how do you read what you're writing? True. <laughs> Being illiterate is not funny. That's not what we're saying. It's just funny that the, ugh, the meme is funny, guys. It's, just fu- it's only funny because it's... Leah Michelle. It's, it's very clearly a joke. Yeah. And the fact that Leah Michelle just seriously not only responded to it, but then tried to like spin it as like she's a victim and she's like of sexism. Really? I mean, it's I'm sure total, you are, but not in this scenario. It's a total Poot Lovato moment. Like, it is, it's <sighs> too much. Oh, my God. Well, and also, like, Demi Lovato is also the type of person that, of course, she got upset by Poot Lovato. <laughs> Obviously, it's not like you love when people are making fun of you in any way, but, like, this is, it's such harmless things. Poot Lovato, if you guys don't remember, <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments on the internet. And honestly, like, it's kind of weird because then I met Demi and, like, we were friendly, but... Come on, it's Poo Lovato. You, you never mentioned it to her? Uh, yeah, no, I forgot to bring up Poo Lovato. You get drunk and you're like, hey, boot. <laughs> well, so basically it was just like, it was just a bad photo taken of Demi where- It was like, honestly, it was like a weird like trick of the light or something where it was it like- was. It like was like a double exposure or something. <laughs> and it made- <laughs> This is the picture. <laughs> people, it looked but so strange not- that people nicknamed it Poot. They came up with this entire fan fiction about it. Yeah, they said that it was her like twin sister who lives in like a basement or something. Yes, yes, and yes. that she finally got out. And it was this like whole thing. And it was honestly funny because it wasn't like a, oh my God, Demi looks horrible in this picture here. It was just like, this is her her twin I mean, sister that's been hiding in a dungeon. Like that's you funny. You said before, like so much of this stuff on like for with YouTube drama, these days and with celebrity drama so much of it can get so dark yeah that when you have something so just like harmlessly stupid why not just let I it can't happen. imagine hearing something like that like I remember Demi getting upset about the Pula Lovato thing but and like the Leah Michelle thing the it's just so stupid like this is she underlines her signature like come on like this is a fucking well, it's, it's the same situation that it's like no one thinks that Demi Lovato is ugly based on no. this like poot thing. It's like, no, it's a complete joke because it is such an absurd, weird picture. And there were so many pictures of that angle, like, because <laughs> it was paparazzi pictures. So it, there was so many pictures taken at that exact moment and none of them looked like poot Lovato photo. Well, and just, I, I don't feel like anyone's comments on it were ever directed at Demi, like, as personal I mean, she's gorgeous. Like, what is there look? to say? Exactly. Yeah. Well, so then it's like, why would you get personally offended? People are literally like making it up because they think it's funny, not because they're trying to like body shame or like do it. Because I know that she's had a lot of self-image things, but like yeah. this isn't about that. I think that there's just a lot of people in this world who cannot laugh at themselves. Unfortunately, Leah Michelle and Demi Lovato are two of them. <gasps> this actually reminds me of, you know, the Ariana Grande rumor that she had to be carried everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> only because didn't then she did it on Ellen I don't or it was know. James Corden she got on his back and yes. she like had him carry and I, I thought that that was actually the first time I saw Ariana and was like oh my god 
She's being really funny. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. It's a tricky what subject. What would you cut it down, Leah Michelle? It's a tricky... You have to, like, do it very delicately because a meme is very delicate. Like, you can kill the joke in two seconds if you're too self-aware. Nobody likes a very, very self-aware meme. But there's some moments, like, you remember when... um what is, What's her name? Debbie Ryan? When she had yeah. that whole, like, the, the, the ear took... She, like, finally addressed it. Yes. So, if you don't know what we're talking about, on TikTok, everyone was making fun of... She did a movie back in the day on Disney Channel where she, like, did, like, a really it was weird called movie. Radio Rebel? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, you know the lore. But like she did like a, oh, right. But she did like a, a really awkward face or whatever and people made fun of her and then she kind of like memed it too and it was the perfect amount of self-aware where it was like, this is funny, guys. Yeah, I was like super cringy, you know, versus like, I don't know. There's a very specific way to do it. Like when Ariana Grande did it, she did it perfect. Like she's like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. go and carry me. Like she was acting like the diva. It worked on me. Exactly. And then that's it. The meme dies because it's like, oh, you know, she's she's self-aware. She's making fun of herself. We don't need to do it anymore. I don't know if Demi Lovato ever like publicly spoke out and was like, please stop doing this or uh, like I think she probably tweeted something she, she did I think vocal yeah on Twitter. <laughs> but it wasn't anything like she made a statement it wasn't something like very serious the fact that Leah Michelle has like literally spoken out against this and made it a thing shows how not self-aware she is but then also I'm like that's so like really you that's you really spoke out about that it would be a cold that day you can't in hell. read no one thinks it's real like, do you really think people think you can't read? All she has to do... Here, Leah Michelle, hire me as your publicist. Go on SNL and, like, do, like, a stupid fucking skit on it where you're, like, reading to children and the book's fucking like upside down or something. Like a Hotonics thing or, yeah, like... anything. Anything. She could get rid of this in a it's second. It's so just easy. It. But, um... Anyway, that was the Leah Michelle can't read lore. And I'm so happy we finally introduced that on this podcast. We've been wanting to do it for, like, weeks. And this whole happy girl thing was the perfect opportunity. Funny girl. Happy girl, what did I say? <laughs> This whole happy, happy girl. Man, I'm really, I'm just lost in the world. Okay, well, I think we should dive into this don't worry darling stuff, but it's um, multiple pages in my Google Doc. So I think before, so we don't have to like take a pause, we should stop and read for our sponsor because you guys, we have another sponsor. You guys, this video is sponsored by Bright Cellars. Bright Cellars is a wine subscription service that sends you six wine bottles a month that are tailored to your specific taste and preferences. All you have to do is take a super quick seven question quiz and they match you with wines from all over the world. Each wine comes with a wine education card that outlines tasting notes, suggested pairings, best serving temps, and origins. And if you're someone like Lily that admittedly does not love wine all that much because maybe she drank a little bit too much in college. Nobody's judging. Oh, it, was a, it was a rough period. <laughs> Bright Cellars is still an amazing gift. So if you're one of those people that are like, what do I give people for Christmas? Give the wine lover in your life a gift of a wine subscription. It's such a thoughtful gift. And it's also what I love having it for is like I keep the box in my house. And then when people come over, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to go to the liquor store. I just have wine and people could choose from it. It honestly is really anxiety inducing for me to have people over that want wine because I don't know. Like if you told me to go to the store and buy wine, I wouldn't know how well from past experience all lily offers you is like dr pepper and just that's it <laughs> you know what i'm expanding my horizons thanks to bright sellers yeah guys if you want to support this podcast really such an amazing way to do that is to go to brightsellers.com slash do we know them and you can get 50 percent off of your first box with bright sellers that is b-r-i-g-h-t-c-e-l-l-a-r-s.com slash do we know them i felt like gwen stefani there for a second the <laughs> but yeah honestly i love the service if you come from my main channel i've talked about this many times and i love working with them and they're amazing it's 
such a big help to this podcast if you guys click the link and get your box. Let us know what you think of it. And yeah, thank you so much to Bright Sellers for sponsoring this video. Guys, our second sponsor. Round of applause. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. So excited to dive in. Lily, all your research. This is your time to shine. I mean, I'm really giving Bright Sellers their money's worth. <laughs> no, this um, also brings me back to college because it feels like I um, am writing a research paper. I feel like you shouldn't even actually be looking at the screen because okay. it's just going to give you anxiety. And oh. I'm going to I am gonna be reading a lot of it. Are you guys ready for class? Do you have your number two pencil and your scan? That's huh? the thing is like, I don't think I would be a good teacher, but I would be great at coming up with the lesson plans. <laughs> Not like 50% of being a teacher? I think also standing in front of the class and teaching. Oh, yeah. You don't want to like see other big aspect of it. So, no. (laughs) I feel real good this episode. I'm just going to I'm just going to drink my wine and hear you talk. Here we go. I was going to say you just get to hang out. Um, okay, so this honestly, is so in depth. Hold on, I'm crying. I, I cannot. Okay, full transparency. Most of this I took from like the Vox article. I think that okay. broke down the timeline. But then, as I was doing it, I was finding more stuff that wasn't included, or like just I don't know. Oh, and I think uh, Lily and I had a brief conversation before we started this video. Mm-hmm. Normally, we like to include as many assets as we can to support the things that we're saying, so that you guys know we're not just like making shit up and you know coming up with things on the spot. For this one, we're gonna ask that you maybe um, trust us a little and offer us a little leniency because yep. there's so much shit and I linked it all in my Google Doc, but like having to go through and screenshot all of these articles just to prove that these are real quotes. Just can we trust that I'm not making them up? I don't really have a dog in this fight. So um, we will include like any relevant like videos. Yeah, because also Jesse knows nothing about this. So this is going to be her kind of like blind reacting to all of it. So I'm actually very excited for you to see some of these videos because one of them in particular gives such Catherine Mc broom vibes <laughs> why did i just think like who's Catherine mcbroom you see oh lucky you <laughs> okay anyway let's begin okay so first off these are the people involved should i be taking notes no i'm just letting you know i think this is all of them hopefully i didn't forget any i actually think there is some kind of conspiracy storyline where that aligns somehow but that's too deep for me we're just not going to focus on the plot of the movie i know it's a psychological thriller and that harry and florence Pugh are love interests okay that's basically all we need to know okay olivia Wilde is the director. Florence Pugh is the leading lady. Harry Styles is, as many of you know, <laughs> from One Direction. I think it's maybe his like second movie. He was in that Dunkirk one. I did see a TikTok. It was like a clip of Harry Styles in the movie. And honestly, it did just seem... I love Harry Styles, okay? Don't come for me. But it seemed like Harry Styles saying the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, it didn't really seem like he dug too deep. But anyway, maybe he did. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But one of the top comments was like, sometimes it's okay to just be a singer. I'm sure he did great. We'll see. I I do want to watch the movie. Wait, no, it's a scary movie. No, never mind. Yeah, I feel like thrillers really aren't your vibe. But um, that is also where Florence Pugh gets her big following, not only from Little Women, but also Midsummer, which is a horror movie that you definitely haven't seen, but is one of my favorites. And it's so, so good. And she's amazing in it. What do you find appealing about horror movies? So I saw Psycho when I was Mm. like five. So I feel like Mm. I just was corrupted at a young age and Mm. I had no choice. It's Um, the trauma that brings you back. Yeah, but I also like... Since I've also always been into like film, I feel like I've watched it more from like a how did they make that more than a, I don't know, I just don't really get scared from it. Like it's very clear to me that it's a movie. No, I can't. I will think for weeks that somebody's going to be hiding behind my shower curtain. Oh, no, 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 no. Instantly forget. Goldfish. Oh, that's amazing. I would kind of love horror movies if that was the case, but they traumatize me. that's why I like the ones like Midsummer because it's just like super fucked up. So anything that makes me think about it for like more than a day. I mean, wait, is that the one where the rich people have picnics or something? 
What? Is that the one where the rich people have picnics? The rich people have picnics. Forget I said that. Just keep going. <laughs> I wish I knew what you're talking about. Anyway, she has a lot of fans. We love her. Yeah. We stand her. We do. Backing up a little, let's set the stage. Back in 2019 was when Olivia Wilde had her directorial debut with Booksmart. And it was a huge critical success. Then um, Olivia Wilde started like getting a lot of buzz as being this up and coming director. And then she got in a bidding war for Don't Worry Darling. Jason Sudeikis' new show, Ted Lasso, premieres and quickly becomes a huge hit and turns Jason Sudeikis from being like the guy that's in comedy movies to being like America's beloved symbol of everything that is wholesome. I never got that memo. I don't even know what Ted Lasso is. You would like really like it too, I think. Really? What's it about? Mm -hmm. He's basically this like wholesome football coach in America. And then he gets hired by an English football, aka soccer team. Wait, and soccer? Yes. Oh, like it's like you're so like he like doesn't football. Yes, correct. Okay. He's a joke, but then everyone ends up loving him because he's Ted Lasso and he's great. You're not exactly doing a very good job at selling it, I'm not going to lie. You know what? That was not the goal of this presentation. So <laughs> um, if you want a PowerPoint on why you should watch Ted Lasso, you need to assign that. Okay. Fair enough. Shall we move on? Sorry, teacher. So anyway, Jason Stakis, now he's blowing up too. And Olivia Wilde is having her moment as the director. He's having his new moment as the new like TV star and everyone's favorite person. And they're just a good power couple at the time. They broke up in the midst of all of this. And then she started dating Harry Styles. Zach Braff also comes into play here. He used to be dating Lawrence Pugh okay. and is also friends with Jason Sudeikis and has worked on Ted Lasso. I just have to Google them so I remember their face. I know Jason Sudeikis. Zach Braff, never seen him a day. Oh, he of was course I've seen from him a day Scrubs. in my life. Of course, yeah, okay. And apparently the creator of Scrubs is also the creator of Ted Lasso. Well, I've never seen Scrubs, but he's done other stuff. So he used to date Florence Pugh, friends with Jason Stakis, who used to be married to Olivia Wilde. Do you understand the connections here? I do. Oh, uh, yeah. Now we are on to Shia LaBeouf, who was originally cast as the role that Harry Styles is now playing. According to Olivia Wilde, she fired him. That one is probably the most interesting of all of these. Chris Pine, who's also in the movie. There's a clip from the premiere that just happened where it looks like Harry Styles spits on him when he goes to sit down next to him. I did see that on TikTok. Uh, and then also speaking of Harry, he has made more headlines because he kissed Nick Kroll on the lips, like grabbed his face and kissed him um, when they were getting their standing ovation after the premiere. Now, Nick Kroll, I know very well because I'm a big fan of Nick. He is fucking hilarious, insanely talented. And I cannot stand the disrespect he gets when people are like, who? Like what? And everyone's just like, is he Lola from that like animated show? You know what I'm talking about? The sex show? Whatever. There's this like sex Oh, big mouth. Yeah, exactly. So he plays like all the characters because he's insanely amazing. But the voice he does for Lola is the same voice he did for Liz from Publicity. Oh my God, I fucking you know, forgot Orpah about Winfrey Publicity. Said no? That show was so fucking funny. If you guys have never seen Publicity, you have to see it. We don't have time to explain the lore, but just go and look at Publicity. So in April 2020, Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf get announced as the film's stars. Olivia Wilde says later that Harry Styles was in the running in the beginning, but apparently he was too busy on tour. <laughs> so um, they ended up going with Shia LaBeouf and Probably best to go with the actor. <laughs> you know. So on April 24th, uh, Florence Pugh posts an Instagram to celebrate the announcement that she is going to be starring in this movie. And we very much need to note how she's acting in this post. It says, at Olivia Wilde, just tagged me in a picture 
gasp number one. At Olivia Wilde casted me in a film, gasp number two. At Olivia Wilde is my idol and allowed me to be part of this fucking incredible cast. Shia? Chris? Gasp number three. I can't wait to join this project when all this is over. Until then, masks up, gloves on, stay home. Red script 17,000 times, I assume. Because, you know, it's at Olivia Wilde. Wow, she really likes Olivia Wilde. So, one would assume that this means that um she's very excited to work with Olivia Wilde and that yeah. they are on great terms. I don't know if they'd met at that point, but she's super pumped. September 2020, Harry Styles would replace Shia LaBeouf. The studio cited apparently that him leaving was due to scheduling conflicts, but a year later, Olivia Wilde did a variety interview where she says that she fired him. And oh. we'll get into those details later. December 11th, 2020, that is when FK Twigs files her lawsuit against Shia LaBeouf. So it's three-ish months after he gets replaced on the movie or when the charges are first filed. These are five different charges that include sexual battery, battery, assault, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and gross negligence. Yikes. The lawsuit is only from uh, FK Twigs. It does include claims from Carolyn Foe, who is a stylist who was another uh, former girlfriend of Shia LaBeouf, and she described similarly tumultuous experiences to the Times, some of which are outlined in the lawsuit. And I'm not going to read the details, but trust it's me bad. when I say they're not good. Yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, then LaBeouf's response to the claims, which I think came out like very quickly afterwards, were that many of the allegations are not true, but he continued that he owed the women the opportunity to air their statements publicly and accept accountability for those things I have done. That's a little too vague for those allegations for me. Um, I'm going to need you to elaborate on that. He added that he was a sober member of a 12-step program and in therapy, saying that I'm not cured of my PTSD and alcoholism, but I am committed to doing what I need to do to recover, and I will forever be sorry to the people I may have harmed along the way. That's so vague for this fucking situation. Guys, if you read the description, we're not going to put it on screen or anything like that because it's honestly, it's just a lot. But if you read those allegations, you're going to come out with a statement that fucking vague no sorry no. well and especially when it's gonna be like um part of it's true part of it's not you can guess which yeah what the fuck <laughs> not to skirt past that but we have a lot to go over yeah um november 2020 which is one month before the lawsuit so backing up one month but it is still two months after styles replaced shia labeouf that is when olivia wilde and jason stakis would announce that they were ending their seven-year romance and noted that they had actually stopped seeing each other earlier that year okay mm -hmm. so <laughs> the theories are that perhaps harry had something to do with that because January 5th, 2021 is when Olivia Wilde would first be photographed holding hands with Harry Styles when they were together at a friend's wedding. Is that scandalous? I mean, I feel like you don't bring just anyone to a wedding. That's not like, especially if you're a celebrity, you're not going to be like seen somewhere where you can get photographed and spotted publicly if you're not like really in it, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, this is my assistant or like this is my hairdresser or something. It's like, no, no, you brought... Harry Styles like I guess she could be like this is the star of my movie but how are you going to explain the hand holding no no it's a statement it's definitely a statement and then apparently once they opened that can of worms they were like fuck it let's just <laughs> go for it and went all in because the next day they were spotted out again with more PDA <gasps> 
Gasp. This is, again, we don't know when her and Jason Stakis broke up, but it was some point within 2020. It had to have been way before the statement because like just thinking about like them going through the divorce, separating first probably, then going through the divorce, then making the statement. It probably was a long time before her and Harry were like pictured together. I don't know exactly when they started filming. But Styles replaces LaBeouf in September 2020. So she would have started like working closely with him starting in September. It doesn't mean that they did anything inappropriate before her and Jason split, but... There was just like sexual tension. Yeah, if it was me, I would be like, okay, that's like your husband going to work, flirting with this girl or whatever. You you have like an inkling about this girl and he's like, no, 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 there's like, there's nothing there, nothing there. Then you guys split. And then after the fact is when he actually makes a move, it still fucking hurts. It's like, so you were fucking thinking about it the whole time. And so then filming raps on Don't Worry Darling in February of 2021. So a month later. So I guess they weren't even filming that long. And I wrote, this is where Florence comes in again or doesn't. Because after filming, fans began to notice that Pew was noticeably absent from promotional appearances and that she was also uncharacteristically quiet about the project on social media after originally being super, super excited as we already read. Mm -hmm. Her reps fought the rumor by claiming that the lack of promotional effort is simply due to schedule scheduling conflicts because she's busy filming the Dune sequel, but obviously that has not stopped fans from speculating quite a bit, and you will see why. And most people think it's actually because of a personal fallout between Pew and Olivia Wilde. The evidence that led to that conclusion starts on Valentine's Day. So the film wraps on February 13th. On February 14th, Pew posts an Instagram that is celebrating that the film has wrapped, and she has a long-ass caption, which she's apparently known for having long ass captions a lot of the time that'll come into play later she uh in the caption says it's official it's a wrap yesterday was our final day on the set of don't worry darling and i wanted to give you all some insight on who this movie is these are some of the people that made this movie happen this is our talented crew she goes on to list like basically every different crew member which i feel like a lot of the things i read characterize this as not mentioning olivia at all which by name It does not. But it does say director now that I'm noticing. But in contrast to her original post that literally tags Olivia like five times and calls her her idol. It's a little weird that she doesn't give her a personal shout out when the film wraps. Yeah, if you just worked with your idol and you had a caption like she had in the beginning, you would definitely be like, and by the way, it was fucking insane working with my idol. You know what I mean? Like, this is very intentional. Nope, crickets. And she has not posted anything else about the movie since that initial thing, as far as I know. Maybe like a story in the beginning, but nothing about Olivia Wilde, definitely. The same day, Olivia Wilde also posted an Instagram, and it was dedicated solely to Florence Pugh. And she captioned it, To work with an actor as talented and brave as Florence Pugh is any director's dream. I will be forever grateful to you, Flo. It was an honor to be your captain. Can't wait for the world (laughs) to see the astonishing work you've put into this movie. Tom Cruise run and Meryl's skills equal the flow. I love you. Don't worry, darling. And it's a picture of them that's on set from behind hugging. So they were on good terms at one point. Yeah. But would you guess that Florence didn't interact with this post at all? all that is weird that's that's very intentional <laughs> after also not tagging her specifically in her post the same day. and we're not talking a little post here guys this has like hundreds of thousands of likes like this is a big yeah. post okay so then the next day olivia wilde posts again on instagram but this time she's honoring harry styles and the caption 
is very long. Basically, it's praising Harry Styles for being a part of the film. Well, it seems like she's saying that most men don't want to work in movies where like the leads are females, which if that's true, that's fucked. But yeah, she opens it with little known fact. Most male actors don't want to play supporting roles in female led films. The industry has raised them to believe it lessens their power to accept these roles, which is one of the reasons it's so hard to get financing for movies focusing on female stories. No joke, it is hard to find actors who recognize why it might be worth it to allow a woman to hold the spotlight. Enter Harry Styles, our Jack. She Literally, talks it's weird. like really praising him for doing the bare minimum. He has like no acting experience. Yeah. And then he's getting to be in this film that is across a Academy Award nominated actress that's very much an up and coming actress in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, he should be thanking her. Right. That received a lot of backlash because uh, here's one tweet that said, it is bizarre that she thinks someone with one released acting project where he had a minor role deserves such a massive round of applause for conceding the lead to a literally Oscar nominated actor. And she does continue to get a lot of, um, basically she gets called out for being like a fake feminist. Okay, so fast forward several months, it's pretty quiet. We get to September, 2021 and Ted Lasso gets nominated for multiple Emmys. It actually wins a bunch of Emmys. But one of those nominations is uh, for Zach Braff, who, as we mentioned earlier, Florence Pugh's ex-boyfriend. So basically, Zach Braff used to be on Scrubs. That was like his years-long show that he was the star of. And the co-creator of Scrubs is the creator of Ted Lasso. Do you follow me? <laughs> I may need a, a Venn diagram or something. But um, yeah, I got it. In addition, Zach Braff and Jason Sudeikis are also friends. Okay. So suffice it to say, there is some connections that Florence Pugh has to Jason Sudeikis outside of Olivia Wilde. Mm -hmm. Like she has her own right, right. Uh, relationship with him, you would assume. Especially because about the same time in September, there was a Reddit post that went viral that showed that Florence was actually potentially going to be in an episode of Ted Lasso. And it shows her like in the um, Richmond um, scarf and jersey and everything. Also, we don't ever get confirmation. I don't think no one from Ted Lasso has ever spoken out and confirmed like if she was supposed to be in a scene or like had a specific cameo and they cut it out or if she just like happened to be on set. It looks pretty much like she was filming something but no one's ever confirmed or said what episode she was supposed to be in. But it's going viral again now because... People are saying, I wish they kept Florence Pugh's cameo in Ted Lasso just to add another layer to all the drama happening right now. Fast forward a few more months to December 2021. Olivia Wilde does a Vogue interview and she doesn't mention Harry Styles by name, but she definitely is like talking about their relationship and basically implies that it is worth all the scrutiny and possible backlash. And the quote is that it's obviously really tempting to correct a false narrative. But I think what you realize is that when you're really happy, it doesn't matter what strangers think about you. All that matters to you is what's real and what you love and who you love. And also, this was the same interview where she discussed how the film has exclusively female orgasms being shown. Like, there's no male orgasms that are shown. And um, that she hoped to make sex scenes good again via this project, which then is one of the things that got awkward with her and Florence Pugh because Florence has gone on record and said that like she's basically annoyed that the movie has been reduced to sex scenes when it's a lot more than that. I kind of blacked out after you said false narrative. It did kick me into a, a kind of a fight or flight situation, but I think I gathered what you said. 
We can move on. Fast forwarding another like four months, four or five months, April 2022, Olivia Wilde is served custody papers while on stage promoting this movie. No. At CinemaCon in Las Vegas. How does that even make any sense? Why was that the most opportune time to serve her papers? So she came out some point afterwards. I didn't put this in the timeline, but I know that she said like, she's alluded to the fact that she thinks that Jason Sudeikis purposely had that happen. And and said like, I got out of that relationship for a reason. He, I'm pretty sure though, has had reps go on record and say that that was not something that he had any control of and didn't tell them to do. But like, I find that very hard to believe because what kind of process server would volunteer to like, why would they choose to do that? Yeah, I was you just about to say, how much did the guy who served the papers get paid because he would have had to make it into the event. They would have no reason to do it while she was no. on stage. They could easily wait till she walked off and get her right as she was walking away. And that was also such like a, oh my God, because everyone loves Jason Sudeikis because he's this nice guy. He's Ted Lasso. How could he do that? This lady who was doing the like news report, she said that she thinks that people are thinking this is a lot more malicious than it was because it was just like a straightforward serve. I'm like, ma'am, she's no, on stage. You wouldn't, you wouldn't interrupt an event to Never. do it. You would literally Never. wait until she got off stage. That it makes no sense. Even it being would... at the event is pretty wild. But on stage, that's <sighs> diabolical. I mean, they do, I feel like, do events a lot of the time, especially for public figures, because it is hard to like, you can't like follow them. So it's like being somewhere where you know that they're going to be. Uh, so you yeah. can, because with that normal people, it's like that they're like, yeah, they can catch you outside of public. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's not going <laughs> to. Can't you just tell them that's not me? Well, that's why they have to catch you off guard. They have to be like, someone at the gas station will be like, Lily? And I'll be like, yeah. And they're you've like, oh, served. you've been served. <laughs> yeah. But like Olivia Wilde, we all know if it's Olivia Wilde. So I get why they would do it in a, at an event. And I know like during my Jeffrey Epstein research that um, Ghislaine got served at a conference and oh. like very publicly. Okay. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. It's not as crazy as it seems. Yeah, no. And it's like to embarrass them too. But also like Ghislaine, it was like she was getting a subpoena or something. I don't know what, like this definitely would have to come from Jason because he could have like handed them to her when they like trade the kids. Ex yeah, exactly. Very dramatic. Um, I haven't watched this, but oh are you ready? Yeah. Not just the material, tangible things like a beautiful house and perfect weather and gorgeous cars. This is for me. Right now? <laughs> this is very mysterious. I'm gonna open it now because it feels like it's timely. Is it a script? Oh, okay. Got it. Thank you. Um, you know her heart's like racing, trying to like get back on track. Like Honestly, she's I'm like, there. I'm like blown away at how she's able to say words after that. I have to say, I don't know if she cheated. I don't know what happened. But this is some, that's some bullshit. Yeah. That's, that's like pretty fucked intense. up when she's like, you just, that's, you set out to ruin her moment. The thing is that if she got served for anything, her and Jason are not on good terms in my eyes, because if you have a good Why relationship, you need, yeah, you yeah. don't need that. You can, you're on speaking terms. Hey, sign this paper, do that, do this. You don't need to be served anything. So that obviously means something's fucked. Wow. Well, that was so depressing wow. to watch. It's not like it's a normal press conference where it's like, she's acting in a movie and she's done no. a million of them. Like, this is literally, like, her big, like, prove to everyone that she's a director and you're, she's in the middle of this, like, monologue and then it's just, like, slid on stage. I wanted Ooh. to scream when she's like, I'm going to open it now. Like, no! <laughs> oh, my God. It's, like, she thought it was, like, a joke that, like, someone was, like, yeah her face just dropped oof oh that was God. really depressing all right that was such like a oh got it yes okay um i would have verbal diarrhea horribly and just be like oh 
that's my husband trying to take my kids. <laughs> like, just, just like shout it out. I was kind of waiting for her to do that. Yeah. And so she openly wondered if it was a script and playfully joked that she was going to open it right there and unpack the mystery, which she did. <laughs> he denied knowing that they'd be served in the manner and time that they were, putting the blame on the process server company. I actually think that that's true in the sense that he probably couldn't have predicted the manner in which, like, that she would be on stage delivering that speech or whatever. But he definitely I'm... wanted the papers to be served. So he knew she was going to have to get it. Again, Again, they might have chosen to go to the event, but the fact that they interrupted her speech, mm-hmm. that feels like he goes, oh, here's an extra 500 if you fuck up her speech. Anyway, so back to the doc. July 4th, 2022, an outlet called Showbiz Galore, <laughs> sounds super reputable, reports the alleged salaries of the cast of the film. And it says that Harry Styles is making $2.5 million, but that his much more experienced co-star and the leading lady, Florence Pugh, was said to be only making 700000 As you might imagine, regardless of whether it is true or not, people were very upset. Yeah. One, just because gender pay gap sucks, but specifically because that should not be happening on a movie where Olivia Wilde, self-proclaimed feminist, why would that be happening on her film? Right. I feel very bad for her if this is all complete bullshit because I feel like there's a lot of situations here where Olivia Wilde really gets the shit end of the stick for no reason other than it just like looks kind of bad. Well, but also if it wasn't true, couldn't that just be like a statement in two seconds? They don't have to say specifics, but they can be like, we are absolutely not paying Harry Styles more than Florence Pugh. You know what I mean? Like it would just take like three. She seems to make a comment about everything else. At this point, like how many things have we gone through? That's true. There's a lot of things she's addressed and it's like, what one's do you kind of brush off and this feels like one maybe you should have addressed and she does eventually but I think it takes a few months I wrote here it should be noted this claim has absolutely no evidence behind it but countless outlets ran the story anyway and it just became known that like there's a pay gap on this film another couple weeks later July 21st 2022 Olivia Wilde posts a shot from set on Instagram and captions watching this woman work was such a fucking thrill cannot wait to show you more and then tags Florence Pugh it's just a shot of like the monitors and her directing. Oh, that's good. You can see her with her mask. Tags Florence in it, tags the movie. Hmm. Another post by Olivia Wilde that Florence Pugh does not choose to interact with. Basically around this time was when fans really started being like, okay, there's something going on here. This isn't a coincidence. One time maybe... This has been a few. July 30th, 2022, Page Six reports that sources have claimed that Florence was uncomfortable with Olivia and Harry being all over each other on set during filming. And others have theorized that Florence had to direct parts of the movie because Olivia was so distracted by her new relationship. I totally see that. I know nothing, but I totally see that. Oh yeah, by the way, do we know them? No, we don't know any of these people. Literally never. Celebrities and very famous. But um, again, I feel so bad for Olivia Wilde if none of this is true. Let's just know she has done absolutely nothing horrible. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she became the villain like to all the Harry Styles stands yeah. the day that they were photographed together. I'm telling you, they bully her. They say she can't dance and they and they look <laughs> at all her videos of her dancing at Harry Styles concerts and put them on TikTok. She does dance pretty bad, but that's not, that's not a crime. <laughs> that's what keeps her up at night. Not any of this stuff. <laughs> another couple weeks later, I feel like every two weeks we get another nugget of information. Then the premiere happens September 5th and everything just blows 
blows up. Oh boy. Okay, August 11th, 2022, we have Pew's first Instagram grid post that promotes the film in all of 2022. So eight months into the year is the first time she's promoted this film at all, that she was originally working with her idol. She was so excited, couldn't wait. She posts this, but fans took note that she usually, as I said, posts really long captions. And for this one just said, not everyone gets this opportunity, dot, dot, dot. And that's a quote. I guess from the movie. And it says, not long now, only in theaters, September 23rd. Hashtag don't worry, darling. That's called an obligation post. Yeah, I was going to say, she doesn't FTC disclose and I don't know how it works for actors, but it's very clear that this is an obligatory post to promote the movie. Hashtag sponsored. I did see someone that pointed out Florence must have something on Olivia Wilde solely because it's so hard for actors to get out of all their promotional obligations and Florence really has not done anything anything for this movie and has just been like whoops can't make it <laughs> like that's very not normal and you would usually like they would be calling their attorneys and pulling up contracts but somehow she got out of all of it with no problem hmm. someone was being awfully lenient i wonder why <laughs> Moving on, five days later, August 16th, 2022, Pew appears on Harper's Bazaar. And this is where she announces that earlier in 2022, her and Zach Braff actually broke up as well. Ooh. She also does not give an exact timeline, but says just earlier in the year. But what also got some attention was her comments on the sex scenes from Don't Worry Darling, because Olivia had been really pushing them as being like, female orgasm, taking back sex scenes, blah, 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 blah. Sorry, an unpopular opinion, potentially. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sex scenes, I mean, I'm all for like, let's be sexually liberated, but like, ain't nobody want to be sitting in a room of like family members or like anybody that you watch a movie with. And it's like such a lot. I don't care who's orgasming. Well, it's like, I mean, I feel can like we speed this, this up? Is a psychological thriller. So it's not exactly like a family friendly movie. People watch scary movies with their family. It doesn't have to be just be family, even if it's friends, even if it's with like your husband, like if it's not in the moment that you're like watching an erotic film or something like that, it's like, this is a bit much like, you know, when it just lingers too long. So I don't, I don't know why she's putting such an emphasis on the sex thing either because like I don't think there's anybody that's like a huge fan of sex scenes like are, are those like a highly respected element of film don't get me wrong I agree with you I'm not like <laughs> oh my god I love sex scenes like no watch porn if you want to watch sex scenes <laughs> right I guess she was just really vocal about it being because she only shows the female orgasms in the movie and how that was like basically trying to take the feminine power back meanwhile though Hugh says that when it's reduced to your sex scenes or to watch the most famous man in the world go down on someone it's not why we do it it's not why I'm in this industry. Ooh. Then she says, obviously, the nature of hiring the most famous pop star in the world, you're going to have conversations like that. That's just not what I'm going to be discussing because this movie is bigger and better than that. And all the people that made it are bigger and better than that. Interesting when... Olivia Wilde has really made the sex scenes a talking point and Florence Pugh is like, actually, uh, next question. So she's obviously like annoyed with that element of it. Mostly, I think from her perspective, it's because of the Harry Styles angle because she's like, people don't even care about it being a sex scene with her. It's, oh my God, you're in a sex scene with Harry Styles. Oh, true. Mm, that kind of did make me want to see it. <laughs> Can't lie about that. Okay, I'm only human. <laughs> That same day, fans noticed that Olivia Wilde posted Florence's Harper Bazaar cover to her Instagram story alongside her congratulations on the interview. And guess what? <laughs> Florence is pretending that Olivia doesn't exist still? Florence notably did not share it to her own page, but she did repost similar posts from both her Don't Worry Darling co-star Gemma Chan, as well as fashion designer Harris Reed. 
Oh, I could totally see how someone who's not into social media or like doesn't know the behind the scenes can be like, well, maybe she just didn't like think Florence to do it or whatever. Kind of into it. Yeah, it is super, super, super intentional. All of these things, not tagging someone, not interacting with a post like you can the maybe miss caption. one post. Yeah, the short captions. All of that is so intentional. It doesn't mean that like she wanted to start something because of it, but it just means she knew what she was doing for sure. Silence speaks volumes sometimes. Fast forward another week as usual to august 24th and olivia wilde does a variety interview actually do we know them it's my friend elizabeth wagmeister is the one interviewing her. oh my god how cool i don't know why i thought variety and then i thought like in my head i was reading vulture deaf noodles any vulture interview have you read it <laughs> okay so olivia wilde does this variety interview in it she discusses for the first time the rumors of a fallout between her and florence okay. she also discusses the pay gap rumor and she also says the reason for shia's departure let's this is go a loaded interview let's Elizabeth go this got the stuff. variety writes page six ran an anonymously sourced story claiming that pew was unhappy about wild and styles relationship then came a report that styles was being paid more than three times the amount that pew was getting paid wild denies that saying in an email later that oh so i guess she didn't even say in the interview she followed up later in an email and she said there has been a lot out there that i largely don't pay attention to but the absurdity of invented clickbait and subsequent reaction regarding and she is just using oh words. That's a, yeah those are big wow ones. come on um <laughs> a non-existent pay disparity between our lead and supporting actors really upset me i'm a woman who has been in this business for over 20 years and it's something i fought for myself and others especially being a director there's absolutely no validity to those claims well, you could have actually just said the last sentence, girl. That was wordy. You know that like Grammarly, uh, not sponsored. This is a like Grammarly commercial. It's like your it sentence was. makes sense, I mean, but it's a little wordy. <laughs> everything Deaf Noodles says. I just want to throw this in here very quick, okay? If you're losing us, if you find yourself maybe dozing off, wake up, okay? You know why? There's more coming. Well, no, no. There's more coming. That's a given. What else? Guess who makes a guest appearance later on? I know this much. I don't know what else Lily's going to tell me, but I know someone makes a guest appearance in this episode. Christy Carlson Romano. Oh my God. But we can't spoil it yet. They got to wait for Christy Carlson. You got to wait and see how Christy Carlson Romano found a way, because you know she will. She found a way to be involved in this. <laughs> Weasels are way back into our lives every I single literally, time. Bro, I cannot. She just, she, I think she watches the show. She wants to be on it more often. So she was like, you know what? Let me give him something to talk about. Oh my God. Don't let me forget. I, I'll, I'll look at oh I absolutely there. will not so it just wanted to throw that little interlude in is that thank what it's you called? I yeah. absolutely would have forgotten about that I'm really glad you brought that up okay so yeah again this is the first time that Wilde is speaking about the situation about Shia LaBeouf leaving the studio had originally all this time had cited a scheduling conflict but now Olivia is saying that she fired him Ooh. And the quote is, I say this as someone who is such an admirer of his work. His process was not conducive to the ethos that I demand in my productions. He has a process that in some ways seems to require a combative energy, and I don't personally believe that is conducive to the best performances. I believe that creating a safe, trusting environment is the best way to get people to do their best work. Ultimately, my responsibility is to the production and to the cast to protect them. That was my job. So very, I'm a martyr. He was out of control. We Which had to get him out Which could very well be true. I'm not 
You know, I'm not Absolutely. saying that's not true. My Especially after is, reading the lawsuit. Yeah. But why, you know, this is going to stir shit up. Like, you know, I, and here, let me, you let me just say right no now. no idea. <laughs> part of me is like, why did she have to say that? And then the other part of me who has been entrapped by reporters, which is why I refuse to be interviewed by any outlet. I don't care who the fuck the outlet is. Understands that like reporters have a way of, well, it's your friend though. No, I don't want to like insult your friend. But maybe she weaseled her way into that. Oh. Or like, you know how no, reporters I mean, someone do. like Olivia Wilde has her PR person there with her. Like, you mm. can answer this. You can't answer that. Like, she okay. wouldn't let her ramble off about. Because I just find it like, why didn't That's anyone That's a calculated tell her, like, decision. Yeah, Like, exactly. ahead of time, she's like decided, I'm going to comment on this. Well, yeah. and she, oh my God, things get very messy here. Because also, like, you don't think of Shia LaBeouf especially as someone that is reading tabloids or I mean variety I don't know if you'd really consider a tabloid I feel like they're the top tier tabloid I guess credible it's like an industry publication I would picture him someone like he, he has to have like PR people come up to him and be like this is what's going on. Like he does yeah, seem a bit detached everyone, from the world. Also did everyone like ditch him though? I think he got dropped from CAA and stuff when all of the allegations happened. So oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he has someone. It's not like he's like just with him alone. I mean, because he's also been in rehab. But anyway, oh, here's more of the quote from Olivia Wilde saying, a lot came to light after this happened that really troubled me in terms of his behavior. I find myself just really wishing him health and evolution because I believe in restorative justice. But for our film, what we needed was an energy that was incredibly supportive. Particularly with a movie like this, I knew I was going to be asking Florence to be in very vulnerable situations, and my priority was making her feel safe and making her feel supported. Very much taking a martyr stance, saying like, this was for Florence. I'm sorry, what the fuck is the term restorative justice? Fuck that, what? Yeah, actually, I totally, totally missed that, but she's very much being like, oh, he's a violent R-word, and uh, yeah, just have him like go to some therapy and then i'm um, getting back in the movie circuit yeah i'm Next very movie. much of like who gives a fuck if they become better people or not how about we just don't hear about them anymore <laughs> like how about i don't want to think about them at all like i don't know i it's just find that situation so weird. where she could have just said a lot less yeah she she's wordy two days later variety posts a follow-up article. Guys, this one's an even bigger bombshell from Shia LaBeouf himself because he's not happy that Olivia Wilde's spreading lies about him. Oh boy. He says that she did not fire him and that he chose to leave. What a petty thing to like have to make a statement on. Oh my God, he sends text messages and email and this video, you're gonna die. This is the one that gives me Catherine McRoom vibes. No, oh my God. It becomes a very big part of this, the rest of this saga. This is like where things really, really heat up. Which Catherine McBroom video is it? The one where she's like, I'm gonna pray for you. That one? I'm a girl's girl. Yeah, I'm a girl's girl, yeah. Oh my um, God, it's, so it's, it's, Oh, wait, I thought it was Shia LaBeouf in the video. It's Olivia Wilde in the video. Sending a video to Shia LaBeouf. Oh, come on, pull it up, girl. So apparently LaBeouf's representatives had declined Variety's initial request for comment for the last story. Mm. Then they followed up via email where LaBeouf denied that he was fired, instead claiming that he quit the film due to lack of rehearsal time on August 17th, 2020. That was my birthday. Everyone tell Jesse happy belated. <laughs> they forwarded two emails that LaBeouf claims to have sent to Wilde on Wednesday and Thursday after the Variety cover story was published, as well as the text messages that he says he sent to Wilde back in August 2020, where he told her that he'd have to back out of the film. Ooh, According cool. to these texts, LaBeouf and Wilde met in person in LA to discuss his exit from the film on August 16th, and later that night, Wilde texted LaBeouf, quote, thanks for letting me in on your thought process. I know this isn't fun, doesn't feel good to say no to someone, and I 
respect your honesty. I'm honored you were willing to go there with me for me to tell a story with you. She's so creepy. <laughs> I'm gutted because it could have been something special. I want to be clear how much it means to me that you trust me. That's a gift I'll take with me. Girl, you ain't writing a book. <laughs> anyway, LaBeouf claims that he officially quit August 17th. Oh, and that's confirmed in the email that he sent to Wilde allegedly on Thursday morning. Then he included this video that Wilde allegedly sent him on August 19th, two days after he claimed he quit. And this is her like begging him to come back, kind of. Shia. Shia, Shia. I just went riding my horse, very sweaty, but I wanted to reach out because I feel like I'm not ready to give up on this yet and I too am heartbroken and I want to figure this out and you know I think this might be a bit of a wake-up call for Miss Flo and I want to know if you're open to giving this a shot with me with us if she really commits if she really puts her her mind and heart into it at this point and if you guys can make peace and I respect your point of view I respect hers but if you guys can do it what do you think is there hope? Is there hope? Will you let me know? <gasps> Miss Flo has entered the chat. Why is she like that? Shia, Shia, Shia. She's so like, cringy. There's a couple things there. Number yeah, one. I was going to say, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> How do you have the cojones, the wherewithal, the, the, the hoods, whatever the fuck you want to call it? How do you have the balls to know that that video exists and then comment on Shia LaBeouf as if like, oh, I just had to get rid of him. When you That's know he has like, that She video. had to just be like, oh, well, he's in rehab and stuff. Like, I think she just like thought he wouldn't be paying attention. I mean, it's not, again, it's not like she committed a crime or something. It's just so no. cringe. It's like, girl, you, you've been caught. Like you were lying. It's just, it's very like, oh, this is a wake up call for Miss Flo. No, no, the Miss so, Flo thing immediately oh. you already know the amount of shit she talked about Florence from just her saying Miss Flo. Like that was it. That's all you had so to say, I girl. I you were going to love this part. We'll get to it. But her hair and makeup team and her seem to maybe have made it an inside joke between all of them <gasps> that they are publicly being very shady about. And if not, it's still funny. If so, it is just... In another text message sent at an unspecified time between August 16th and August 20th, Wilde texted LaBeouf, You don't have to be in my movies, but don't ever doubt me. We pinky promise. That means something in my house. Is she a grandma? Undercover? Jesus Christ. She, she's like, such a oh boomer. That means um, something in my house. Girl, what? Oh my God. So this is intense. And I wouldn't read the whole thing, but I feel like I have to. This is an email that Shia LaBeouf apparently sent to Olivia Wilde on Wednesday after the cover story came out. <laughs> he said, Olivia, I hope this finds you inspired, purposeful, fulfilled, and well. I pray every night that you and your family have health and happiness and everything God would give me. Okay. <laughs> I bet you do. I'm reading this verbatim. No joke, every night before I sleep. <laughs> And then he says, I have a little girl, Isabel. She is five months old and just beginning to develop the last half of her laugh. It's amazing. Mia, my wife, and I have found each other again and are journeying towards a healthy family with love and mutual respect. I've embarked on a journey that feels redemptive and righteous. Dirty word, but fitting. I write to you now with 627 days of sobriety and a moral compass that never existed before my great humbling that was last year and a quarter of my life. I reached out to you a few months ago to make amends and I still pray one day you can 
can find the space in your heart to forgive me for the failed collaboration we shared. What inspired this email today is your latest variety story. <laughs> I'm greatly honored by your words on my work. Thank you. That felt good to read. I'm a little confused about the narrative that I was fired, however. <laughs> you and I both know the reasons for my exit. I quit your film because your actors and I couldn't find time to rehearse. I've included the reminder of the screenshots of our text exchange on that day and my text to Toby. I don't know who Toby oh. is, but I'm sure it's relevant. <laughs> I know that you're beginning your press run for DWD and that the news of my firing is attractive clickbait as I am a persona non grata and I may remain as such for the rest of my life. But speaking of my daughter, I often think about the news article she will read when she is literate. Unlikely, Michelle. <laughs> and though I owe and will owe for the rest of my life, I only owe for my actions. My feelings with twigs are fundamental and real, but they are not the narrative that has been presented. There is a time and place to deal with such things, and I'm trying to navigate a nuanced situation with respect for her and truth, hence my silence. But this situation with your film and my firing, in quotes, will never have a court date with which to deal with the facts. If lies are repeated enough in public, they become truth, and so it makes it harder for me to crawl out of the hole I have dug with my behaviors to be able to provide for my family. Firing me never took place, Olivia, and while I fully understand the attractiveness of pushing a story because of the current social landscape, the social currency that it brings, it is not the truth, so I am humbly asking, as a person with an eye toward making things right, that you correct the narrative as best you can. I hope none of this negatively affects you and that your film is successful in all the ways that you want it to be. Every blessing to you, Shia. Yikes, holy shit. That was like a really kind burn. <laughs> I love how it went from no comment to here you go. <laughs> here are all well, the receipts. Oh, I'm so conflicted because finding out this like news of him being accused is like really just tainting this whole. It's just taking a big shit all over my entire view of everything. But my intuition says he wouldn't send an email like that if he was full of shit. Like he just wouldn't. I mean, he knows he fucked up in like a million ways, it sounds like. It feels like a weird hill to die on. Like, why would you like bring like, why would he care that much? Yeah. What I find interesting is that despite Olivia Wilde definitely having some kind of relationship with Variety, maybe not personally, but through her PR team or whatever. But no comment on this article. <laughs> Did they, <laughs> they said that? Representatives for Wilde and Warner Brothers both declined to comment. Yikes. Um, later, though, just yesterday, because what's today? The 9th? Oh, it's the 8th. So this happened today. I caught it. Hot off the press. Olivia Wilde doubles down on the claims that she fired Shia LaBeouf in a new interview in Vanity Fair, even though Shia had come out with all of that proof saying otherwise, even after the video is public. Really? That's I, what you're gonna go I'm with? trying to rack my brain right now to think of how all of this can make sense for her. Like, I'm trying to think, like, can that video exist and she not be lying? It could be out of context and the timeline might be off, but... It doesn't I, line up with her narrative. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to figure it out, but no. Yeah, so she gets this whole Vanity Fair piece now on her about her being a director, her movie coming out. So quote from this interview, she says, this issue is so much more nuanced than can be explained in private text released out of context. All I'll say is he was replaced and there was no going forward with him. I wish him the best in recovery. Oh, that's a dig. Well, so. you know what? Let me just say, I really despise 
now that I'm thinking about it more, I really fucking hate when people are like, that's out of context. But like everything you're looking at is the context. Like, you know what context clues are? What context though could you add that would change it? Yeah, if you would have just put the two lines after that. No, but like this still is the thing. Like we, it doesn't change anything. But people who get caught in shit always say that. It's like, but well, the they context. Try and focus on all the semantics and all the right. details until it hurts them. And then they want to be very, vague and don't focus on 100%. This is straight from the article. But during pre-production, Wilde tells me, not me personally, I did not interview Olivia Wilde, this is the interviewer. <laughs> Wilde tells me in London, Hugh told her that she was uncomfortable with LaBeouf's behavior. So not only is she doubling down that she asked him to leave, but she's now saying that Hugh basically asked her to have Shy replaced. Wilde says that she called LaBeouf herself and fired him. Quote, my responsibility was towards her. I'm like a mother wolf. How old is she? Give me a break. I don't know, but she's giving me such boomer vibes. I can't deal with 38. it. 38. Wait, how old is Harry Styles? He's my age, isn't he? Yeah. And he has like a history of dating older women too. All right, Harry, do what you want. It's just a bit strange. I'm like a mother wolf. Okay. Making the call was tricky, but in a way he understood. I don't think it would have been a process he enjoyed. Again, LaBeouf denies any problematic behavior on set of this movie, which I don't even know if they ever made it on set. Like, I don't think they ever started shooting. I think mm. it was only pre-production uh, before he got replaced. A source with knowledge of the situation apparently told Vanity Fair that the truth is a couple shades of gray. The actor was indeed unhappy with the limited amount of rehearsal time that Pew had available, and Pew, in turn, was uncomfortable with his intensity. LaBeouf is said to have given Wilde an ultimatum, and she had to choose between him and his co-star, and Wilde ended up choosing Pew. The tricky and quintessentially Hollywood part to that is, to spare LaBeouf's ego, she seems to have allowed him to believe believe what he wanted to believe, which was that he was quitting. That's a theory. Ugh, now we're in semantic town. It's like, who cares? Like, whatever the case is, she obviously she is just lying. She basically just got caught playing both sides of the coin. Right. But it is interesting just because of how she portrays herself as this, like, really gung-ho feminist and then is like, Miss Flo has a yeah. lesson coming to her or whatever. Fast forward to a week or two later. It is announced that Florence Pugh will be missing the Don't Worry Darling Venice press conference, but she will walk the carpet. According to festival reps, Pew's flight arrives in Italy after the presser. That's what darn it <laughs> was said during the press conference when Olivia Wilde is asked about all the gossip and stuff and also about Florence in particular. She um, specifically says, Florence is a force. We are so grateful she's able to make it tonight for the red carpet despite being in production on Dune. I know as a director, do you direct movies? <laughs> I know as a director how disruptive it is to lose an actor for even a day, so I'm very grateful to her and to Dune director Dennis Villanueva for helping <laughs> us, and we'll get to celebrate her work tonight. I can't say how honored I am to have her as our lead. She's amazing. Um, so again, this is saying that she, due to schedule obligations, like she couldn't be away from the set long enough. During the press conference. Oh God. Guess who lands in Venice? And looks phenomenal. No. That was a lie. Her plane landed in time for the press Wait conference. for it. Not Olivia Wilde saying Florence Pugh couldn't make the Don't Worry Darling press conference because of scheduling conflicts and her literally being in Venice at the same time with this energy. Ooh, I was about to say like, yeah, it's plausible, whatever. But if that's true and she really was posting that and she was in Venice during that time, she fucking hates Olivia Wilde's guts. 
Confirmed. It's bad. Florence Pugh avoiding the conference and its drama at the Venice Film Festival and enjoying a spritz. This is what I call iconic behavior. No one is doing it like her. I mean, I didn't know what video you were going to pull up, but I wasn't expecting this. Doesn't she just look like she's thriving? Yeah, she, she does. She's just like, hey guys. <laughs> that is just a taste because this dumpster fire is like a Death Noodles roast. No, come on, Lily. Nothing's like a Death Noodles <sighs> roast. I mean... I feel like if we knew what was really happening, it would be literally comparable because from what we can just see, it is such a disaster. Oh boy. It all took place September 5th in Venice. They all like arrive on boats. It's very classy. Guess who didn't arrive together? Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Seems a little interesting. They were not seen photographed or even really standing next to each other pretty much the entire event. Okay, that's what I had seen on TikTok where everyone was like so obsessed with who was standing where and that Florence had hide to this person but not this person. So it was like everyone was like hyper focusing on every position of everyone. I do have just I mean, I know nothing about like, you know, obviously I know what you've told me right now. From my point of view, is it not plausible that like Olivia was like, I don't want like us being a couple. It to be about my relationship. Yeah. I want it to be about me being a director. Yeah. It could be about that easily. It doesn't look, at least from the photos, which they're like snapping pretty constantly. It doesn't look like there's any photos of Florence greeting Harry or Olivia, but she's greeting everyone else. I did see a TikTok where she directly walks past, like she greets someone in front like of the line to get to Olivia and then mm -hmm. she walks past Olivia. There's a lot of different memes I've seen where it's like no one wants to stand next to Olivia it looks like. So first big thing was Harry and Olivia. That sparked a lot of new rumors and a lot of Harry fans specifically um, were claiming that he was refusing to pose with Olivia. They were not photographed next to each other, didn't sit next to each other, didn't arrive together, didn't leave together. There was like one interaction they had where like I think they like said something to each other. So it's not like they're like not speaking. I'm sure there is. Like there is even, actually that's one I want to talk about because I even wrote like disproved next to it. This I thought was crazy because it's the co-editor in chief of Variety who tweets out this video. You don't need to hear it, but it's during the standing ovation after the premiere. And he says, Florence Pugh refuses to make eye contact with Olivia Wilde during the four minute hashtag Venezia 79 standing ovation for Don't Worry Darling. And this video has 4.6 million views. Holy shit. This is the co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Literally, the replies have someone go, I'm starting to believe nothing actually happened between all those people and the drama is a Twitter thing because Florence literally did look at her and even clap for her. And if you just extend the video, it shows that Florence like leans over and like gives her like a specific, I mean, it's not like a heartfelt hug or celebration like you might expect after it being her idol originally, but she doesn't not acknowledge her at all. And the fact that the Variety co-editor in chief is the one spreading that rumor, so I'm like, weird. ooh, really? Interesting. So um, Olivia's probably pissed at that. <laughs> Harry made so many headlines. This was like the thing that broke the internet. Chris Pine has basically been disassociating for the majority of this press tour. Not this press conference, but like the last few stops. He just looks like he's falling asleep at all times. But this video from the premiere surfaces and it's Harry is like going to sit down next to him. And while he's going to sit down, it looks, and I'm not gonna say it doesn't look like it because it absolutely does. It looks like Harry Styles spits 
on Chris Pine's lap. It's almost like you can just see the bead of spit. The thing that makes it so convincing is Chris Pine looks down as if he's in disbelief that Harry just spit. There's absolutely, like you don't see any spit and that's the funny part. But there's something about the timing of yeah. how Chris Pine looks down that it is the best just coincidence I've ever seen. Like it is internet magic. I actually thought that what happened was that he spit but didn't realize like that he spit on Chris Pine. That's what I thought Same. happened. Because that's the thing. Chris Pine doesn't look mad when he does it. It looks kind of like a, are you serious, bro? Yeah, he looks like, directly down. He stops clapping. So his hands literally stop clapping and he's like in disbelief. Look, the only other explanation is that there was a glitch in the simulation. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super weird. <laughs> Have you ever seen those videos that it's like proving that Katy Perry's a reptilian shapeshifter? Oh, Jesus, or no, like, I'm not. There's a lot of Cardi B examples where she'll be like talking and she kind of just like shuts down. Okay, but that's just Cardi B. <laughs> True. <laughs> but um, it has a bunch of different celebrity examples. Feels like this should be in there. Yeah. Because that is very strange how he just kind of like stops. Super weird. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we've concluded, although the internet was in hot Shambles. debate over it for yeah. a day at least. And um, I think people mostly came to the conclusion that it's a weird coincidental illusion that was created somehow and Harry Styles did not spit on him. And also Chris Pine, his reps actually had spoken out about it pretty quickly because this was an urgent matter they had to discuss apparently. And they denied it and said it was ridiculous. But then Harry Styles actually himself personally addressed it when he was on stage at Madison Square Garden. So ridiculous. As you do. This is our 10th show at Madison Square Garden. It was wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to be back in New York. I just popped very quickly to Venice to spit on Chris Pine. <laughs> That's so funny. Well done. Yeah. Well played. Um, Leah Michelle, take notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would have pulled the Leah Michelle and gotten all angry about it and been like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah, just make fun yeah, of it. I can't Who believe cares? you guys think that I would spit on it. Yeah. Like, that was one of my favorite uh, things that has come out of this. This next one, I feel like it's just kind of tacking its way onto stories, and I don't know if people really care about it, but Harry Styles angered some people, I guess, when he kissed, he, like, grabs Nick Kroll's face after the premiere, after the standing ovation, and kisses him on the lips, and people are mad at him because, one, it was right next to his supposed girlfriend. I find that hilarious. I'm like, I don't think Olivia Wilde kissed. Yeah. Like, that, it didn't seem like a very, like, Romantic sexually kiss. charged kiss. <laughs> yeah. But then other people apparently were calling him out for it being another instance of him queer baiting, which he's been called out for in the past. Um, and in an older interview, he's even once apparently said that he sprinkles in nuggets of sexual ambiguity to try and be more interesting, but it's assumed, I think, that he's bisexual. He lets people think that, but he's only ever publicly been with women. I guess I just really don't give a fuck who, like, I don't see kisses as, like, something... This just felt like an innocent he, thing between, like, friends. It looked like a joke. Like, I, I just... Yeah. I don't know. I don't see it as something that he was, like, trying to drum up, like, controversy. Like, he was just kissing Nick Kroll. It's Nick Kroll. Back to Pew and Wild. Um... The Miss Flow. This is my favorite because it's like, oh, wow. Unless Miss Flow was somehow thrown out in the universe before that phone call, but like, do you think it was? Before that, Shia Le... Oh, you're at... No, that wasn't the first time she said Miss Flo, if that's what you're asking. Called her that in person, though, do you think? Oh, probably not in person. It, no, it gave me very, like, I'm saying this behind her back vibes. Yeah, like, we don't think Florence has ever heard her call her Miss no, Flo. No, 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 no. Get ready, because Pew's stylist, Rebecca Corbin-Murray, posted a shot of Pew's red carpet look with the caption, 
Miss Flow. Not only does the stylist post on Instagram with the caption Miss Flow, which is already shady, on Twitter, that same stylist liked a tweet from August 27th that defended Pew and used the hashtag Time's Up Olivia. Ooh. So it feels like um, that wasn't a mistake, and she also doesn't like that many tweets. Then, as if the stylist wasn't shady enough, then we have the rest of her hair and makeup team who seem to have coordinated and gotten shirts that literally say Miss Flo. No, no, stop. Look at that. This is super shady. They know exactly what they're doing. I thought it was Photoshopped. It's not. Roll down. There's more. Here's another one. Miss Flo. How many ways does she need to say fuck Olivia Wilde? Like we get, and I mean, Olivia does give the vibe of someone that, you know, she's wordy and she seems a little pushy and little intense. Yeah, a little condescending, a little patronizing. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there a butt? No, just yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> so I guess we already went over that when Wild was asked about the rumors and stuff and to clear the air, she wouldn't. She just was like, Florence is a force and endless tabloid gossip. The internet feeds itself. Well, you've commented on pretty much everything that's happened. So you've fed it as well. The irony of saying that when you're on a press tour, it's okay to acknowledge that the internet's super fucking toxic. I just hate when people directly benefit from it in every way, shape and form. And then they're like, mm, just the internet, like patronizing about it. This entire movie probably got a lot of its funding because it was such a big talking point because Harry Styles is in it and Harry Styles is in it. Well, I guess he joined before they were dating. So I'm not going to say that that was because of her, but... It could have something to do with Harry Styles, but I found out that this movie existed through TikTok. Like, that is how the world works now. Whether you are have a more, like, traditional Hollywood sense of things. But because of all the drama, right? Yeah, because of the drama. Oh, okay. That's why Not I heard like about beforehand. it. beforehand. No, never. I would have never heard about it. Actually, they were running some ads on TikTok. I did see some trailers. Well, and that's the thing. I feel like there's a few camps here. There's the Florence stands, and then there's the Harry Styles stands, and then there's the people that I think Don't Worry Darling is based on a book. So I think there's people that would just like want to see that made and then i don't think olivia has anyone in her camp and i don't think also there's like rabid jason sudeikis fans or anything but i think that anyone is kind of looking for a reason to not like olivia wilde so i'm just a nick kroll stand that doesn't know what's going on so i did see though that apparently all the reviews kind of say that it's like eh, it's okay but um florence was great which is just the cherry on top. I'm not going to lie. I really expected something more. Like, I get it and I see the twists and turns and I get I get the vibes. I get it. Let's kind of recap everything. Basically, the theory that makes the most sense here based on what everyone's throwing out here, assuming it's all true. So assuming everything the internet says is true. The idea is that Shia and Florence had some issues because Shia has some issues <laughs> and um, she didn't want to work with him. Then Olivia Wilde was like, okay, Shia, she acted like she was going to like pacify Florence. Lawrence and like deal with her if he just promised to stay on, which he refused because he didn't feel like he was getting adequate rehearsal time with Florence. So he leaves. Olivia then claims that she made him leave to make herself look like an even better feminist. Um, I feel like she found that is a perfect opportunity to add it as a talking point to all of her interviews that she was going to be doing for her press rounds to promote this movie, which again was going to really solidify her as a director. But then while filming this movie, started having the affair with Harry. And whether it was before or after Jason, like you said, still going to sting because he probably suspected there was something going on beforehand, even if there wasn't. The rest of the 
the cast and crew potentially get uncomfortable because Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles are busy having this like weird honeymoon. Meanwhile, he's supposed to be like focusing and rehearsing with Florence. She has to like take the reins of the whole production basically and is annoyed because she has found out that her idol is a fake feminist that has basically put her boyfriend on a pedestal and made this whole thing about him. I think that's pretty accurate. (laughs) I don't think that Harry and Olivia had an affair, but everything else I agree with. And I think that Florence meeting Olivia and working with her, just that like patronizing shitty energy that Olivia had in that Shia video, like that must suck. You know, you have like you respect someone, you respect their work, and then you just find out they're kind of a dick. Like it's like, oh, this sucks. And And Florence is like also she has like reputation to be like amazing to work with and everyone loves her. So so. to have this like really like grounded down to earth, amazing actor and then have someone that's like kind of maybe feeling their ego a little too much after their first success. And like, I feel like she was like trying to play the role of director and that's why she's even talking so like weird and like I'm your conductor, whatever she's the captain. Captain. (laughs) Yeah, this was such a weird journey. I think that that's pretty much it for now. I'm sure that there's going to be more that comes out. My favorite though is the past of aggressive uh Miss Flo t-shirts. What would you say yours is? I liked Flo um, with her spritzer when she was supposed to be at the press conference. That was pretty epic and she looked so hot. So that Mm -hmm. was pretty good. But also I really liked Harry spitting on Chris Pine. That was good. That's true. That was nice. (laughs) That was nice. My favorite is to think about like, do you think Olivia Wilde, assuming the timing on this is actually how everyone says it played out, that Olivia Wilde left the press conference and like (laughs) opened her phone and then just saw Florence like, Hi, guys. A thousand percent. I want to know so much more. Anyway, um, that is it. I think we've covered all of it. Um, But, of course, we do have to bring this just so perfectly full circle because do you want to know who (laughs) wanted to get in on this drama? There weren't enough names already. She needed to just add her name to You already know. When you think... Florence Pugh, Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles. The next name you're thinking is Christy Carlson Romano. And I know it. You know, it's funny because originally I did think it was so like, oh my God, of course she did. But she does have a connection here. Shia LaBeouf. Oh. She saw that in and she was like, fuck yes. His name came up again. Okay. I've got it. Oh, oh my God. I keep forgetting she was in fucking Even Stevens. And she said, that makes sense. I must make a statement that people are waiting. Not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys, not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah, it's not even subtle. You're directly talking about the drama happening. So she's been basically like waiting for her in this whole time. And she was like, yes, finally. Honestly, well done. No. Um, No. I mean, she got fair bills. (laughs) I think this is so funny because the first time I saw it, again, I didn't realize the Shia LaBeouf connection. No, I'm sorry. That's not enough for your response. 100%. It doesn't warrant comment. But I thought it was so funny because I just was like, oh, Chrissy Girls, I (laughs) know. Of course she's doing that. You know what's annoying about this or extra annoying Which about part? this for me as Chrissy Carlson Romano's number one hater. No, Chris I'm just Keeper kidding. Uh, this, it's, it's all just, a joke. We donate you, I swear. I know. We're just, it's, it's, the it's joke just, just so keeps funny. building and building. You know, I don't know if you heard. We're comedians, okay? Um, much Anyway. It might not be in our bio, but we are. Guys, let's not forget, okay? Christy Carlson Romano made a video explaining that her and Shia do not talk 
They are not friends. They have no relationship. She thinks it's kind of interesting that people think we still talk because we really don't. And then you're getting involved in his drama. Girl, no, stop <laughs> well, it. It's like, seems like a misstep. Maybe you shouldn't have closed the door completely and like left it open to some interpretation, but you were literally like, nope, we don't talk anymore. And now you're acting like you like, have all the tea. I would even maybe half, half understand if he was talking about something that had to do with his experience on Disney Channel. Then me. I would be like, oh, you know, you also Valid, had an experience yeah. on Disney Channel. But like, like this has nothing to do with you except you met the guy a long time ago and worked with him for a Literally, little bit. And like, you have nothing to contribute and you are acting like you absolutely have like the hot tea that you need to spill. Yeah. No, you already know what her hot tea oh is. God. It's just a bunch of fucking her walking in circles until it gets to a place where she remotely has something to kind of do with someone who knows the story. Did you, um, <laughs> That's literally did you it. catch the caption, which is, I'll just be over here without an opinion. Hashtag don't worry, darling movie. Hashtag for you, Paige. Hashtag Olivia Wilde. Hashtag scandal. And you guys bullied me when I called her a clout goblin. You guys told me this is not fair. You're so mean. Jesse, this is baseless. You know, well, I mean, who's laughing again, now? like, yes, we are making an entire video about this entire overarching drama situation. No, no, no. But no, no. Different. Okay. Yes. Um. She actually um knows someone involved in is well, actually that's the whole point of her podcast. So I'm really digging myself a hole here. But basically, Cloud Goblin. This is a textbook example. There's a difference between providing information or even if she wanted to like give her opinion on it. But she doesn't. That's different. Yeah. She doesn't. She's just like she's just like mm -hmm, I could if I, I wanted to. You know. Yeah. And you literally don't, Christy Carlos Romano. We know the same shit. Like Shia doesn't talk to you, girl. You don't talk to me either. We're on the same boat. But um, yeah, we had to end it with a Christy Carlson. You you know you know how we do here. What a beautiful journey we've been on today. Um, I have some memes, but I think Jessie would rather kill herself than stay on here any longer because it is late. Her we've time been and filming we've been filming for filming like eight so hours. Long. I'm not even joking. So, time to wrap this up. There's no time for a Death Noodles update. Uh, I think a lot of you Thank will God. be thrilled about that. The only update, anyway, I think, is just that he's um a terrible boss, doesn't understand how laws work, and that his um Twitch channel got banned again because he had a stripper on and it got uncomfortable and we don't understand so um we'll update you on him again next episode that's it for today thank you for watching thank you again to bright sellers for sponsoring and goodbye, goodbye. i'm sorry you had to listen to my voice that whole time Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.